This morning, uh, as I was really thinking about our third birthday, uh, there's this one phrase that kept coming to mind. Uh, and the phrase is something that I've heard over and over. In fact, it's my wife. Uh, it's her favorite phrase. She says it all the time. And so if you've hang uh, or hung out with my wife, you've heard this phrase. In fact, uh, my wife's best friend and sister-in-law just said it uh, on the front row. Her favorite phrase is game changer. Like she uses it for everything. Like uh, when we brought in the balloons, like the balloons were a game changer. It was nice, you know, to have everything set up and it looked great. But when the balloons showed up, it was a game changer. Uh, the other day we had a salad and, and, and we added roasted or toasted pine nuts. And that was a game changer. <laughs> that was a game changer. You know, we painted the cabinets in our uh, kitchen white. She's like, that was a game changer. It totally changed the game. She believes that you can use this word just about anywhere and everywhere. On a cold day and her car has heated seats, the heated seats are indeed a Thank you very much. So I thought I would look at and figure out what does Game Changer really mean because we're using it a lot. And so I went to Webster, did some research. According to Miriam Webster, Game Changer means this, a newly introduced element or factor that changes an existing situation or activity in a significant way. It means, you know this, we all know this, that something new came into something old, and so now it's radically different. But it, as I looked and did my, you know, Google search on this, another definition came up, and I saw Urban Dictionary, and I was a little curious. What does Game Changer mean according to Urban Dictionary? And according to the Urban Dictionary, it means the one interest whom a playa, I'm pretty sure that's the proper pronunciation of that, by the way, a playa most desires enough for a playa to give up his game, i.e., and this is the example they gave, uh, she is my game changer. And so this morning... <laughs> I want to talk about game changers. And as I look back at our third birthday, indeed, I agree with my wife. You can use it in many ways and all over and in every circumstance. And when we look back three years and when we planted Awakening Church three years ago, it was a game changer. It was a game changer for our family. Uh, we went from a stable job that, you know, that had a paycheck that was guaranteed, that had an office. I had a big office, in fact. Uh, and uh, I, why am I bragging about my office? Okay. <laughs> because I, I didn't have one for three years and still don't now. Uh, and, and it had a building. We didn't have to do set up and tear down. And so it changed the game for us. And I remember that first day we launched. And if you don't know, we started off on Sunday nights. And it was 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. And didn't know if anybody was going to show up. We spent all day setting up. And then people actually showed up. And it was amazing. And then we had this incredible, incredible night. We had one box truck. We had no idea how to organize it. It just was just thrown in there. And we're like, well, we'll figure it out next week. And then I get a call on Wednesday. That, so we had one Sunday service, and on Wednesday I get a call. Hey, you're no longer allowed to use the theater anymore. I'm like, well, that was good. We, we made it one week as a church. We're done. Thank you very much. 
And so we spent the next year and a half back in the cafeteria, and that was a game changer as well. And uh, uh, But we realized over the course of time that uh, we started off with tons and tons of young people, which we love, and our vision, our mission is very specific on that. We exist to awaken this generation to new life. But we realized in that, in that season that if we did effectively reach this generation, we'd have no one to help disciple or develop them. And so we had to make a game-changing decision to move from Sunday evenings to Sunday mornings. And a lot of people got mad, and there's a lot of evening people that didn't make it, and it hurt. It was a game-changer for as a, us as a church. What, what was crazy about it was in the first year and a half of our church, we didn't grow in the area of 30s, 40s, 50s, or 60s. And no kids. We had 12 kids for two years. 12 kids, two years. In the last year, we've seen actually, we want to be a church with multiple generations that's reaching a generation. And so, and we've actually seen our kids, just think about this. Our kids went from about 12 in two years to a little over 50 on on a weekend. Isn't that amazing? And that was a game changer for us. And year three was a game changer. This last year was a massive game changer. We got office space, and so everything went out of my house. For two years, we just did staff meetings in my house. My garage was the church, you know, storage unit. And uh, anytime we had to organize our box trucks, and we grew to two box trucks, and we organized it, we'd bring it out into our uh, driveway, and all the neighbors would ask, are you moving? <laughs> and no, no, we're just organizing for church, because this is, this is normal to us. This is how we do life. And then we saw, uh, we hired Steve Saccone, who's been a game changer. We're so thankful for him. And really, year three is a game changing year. And so I, I, you may, by the end of this, get really tired of the word game changer. Just going to give you a, a heads up. But I want to ask a question that will set up our time. And, and, and here's the question. What change in your life would be a game changer for your life? I, I mean, have you thought about it? I know we've used it in a lot of different ways, but, but what specific change in your life would be the game changer for your life? And for some, it's a relationship that immediately comes up. And you're like, if I just had a man, if I just had a woman, that would be the game changer. And for some, you have the man or you have the woman. If you just had a ring, then that would be the game changer. And you're kind of waiting when he finally, man, I got a man, he's just not manning up at this moment here yet. And for some, you're married and you're five years down the road and and the game changer would just be if he changes you know if he just changed then then that would be the game changer no 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 if she just changed then that would be the game changer maybe it's financially you showed up and you go you know what the game changer the thing the thing that would change in my life if if that would happen then it would be a radical game changer for my life would be you know if i could be financially free if i could be financially secure if i could actually afford to live in this area maybe buy a house or well uh, not be killed by rent here uh, and, and you're wondering you know, if I just made it next, maybe it's career, you're going, if I could just make it to the next level, or you have a desire to be an entrepreneur and step out, you have an idea, but you're not sure how to do it, and you're like, it would be a game changer to step out there. It might be with your kids. And you showed up, and you know that, that you're going, if my kids would just 
begin to make different decisions, that would be a game changer. If my relationship with my kids was restored, that, that would be a game changer. So what is it? As we begin and step into year four as a church, because I, I believe year, this next year is a game-changing year for us as a church, but for you, what change in your life would be a game changer for your life? Think about it. And we want to talk about that. In fact, there's this, there's this incredible passage uh, in the book of Matthew uh, that, that is so insightful when we talk about this question. It's this story that we pick up in the life of Jesus and his disciples that, w- that when you read it, you know, if you're not a Jesus follower, you're going to go, yeah, that couldn't have happened. And if God doesn't exist, you're right, that couldn't have happened. But if he does, then, then, then that could happen. Uh, but even if you're not a Jesus follower and you read this, you go, wow, the principles underneath this are so powerful that it'll help you get better at answering that question. And, and if you are a Jesus follower, if you're a follower of Jesus here, I, I believe at the end of it, we find an answer that is absolutely the best answer. What change in your life would be the game changer for your life? The best answer to that question. And for us as a church, I, I look at this passage and the answer to this question as our theme for this next year. This is where God's leading us. This is what he's inviting us into. Uh, we pick up the story in the book of Matthew, and Jesus, Jesus had this incredibly long day of ministry. It's in the Matthew chapter 14, if you want to look along and read there. Uh, and and it's, it, he had this long, long day. In fact, uh, he started early in the day, went all day, was with people all day long. Uh, he, he literally fed 5,000 people with five, fi- uh, five loaves and two fish. And he's at the end, and he's got, realizing, you know what, I just need some time. It's been a long day, and, and hanging out with the 12 is great. I love them, but I need some space. I need to pray. And so he, he goes to the disciples, and he says, hey, guys, here, here's what I want you to do, okay? I want you to get in the boat and just go to the other side. Just get in the boat and go to the other side. I don't know what the conversation was like. I don't know if they're like, well, why aren't you getting in the boat? I, I, we don't know any of that. But he just, it seems like they go, yeah, maybe Jesus will catch a cab, you know, a ferry maybe across, and he'll pick, you know, catch up to us a little bit later. But they get in the boat. And now many of the disciples were seasoned fishermen, expert, and they would often fish at night. And it's late, it's dark. And so they start out at night. This is normal for them. And in the middle of the lake, and, and the Bible tells us is at the fourth watch, which is around 3 a.m., in the middle of the lake, uh, a furious storm picks up. A furious storm picks up, and so what's, uh, what's so interesting is their original goal was simply to get to the other side, to go there, and then, then they had a game-changing event happen in their life. Storms picked up. Uh, something they didn't expect, something that pushed them off course of their original destination. And, and a storm picks up, and what I think is interesting is now their goal changed. <laughs> their goal and their direction changed. It was no longer to get to the other side, but it was simply to survive. And I think that's where uh, we land a lot of times in life, isn't it? When we're talking about a game changer, sometimes game changers in our life are storms. And we're used to actually adjusting our lives to the storms in our, or adjusting our dreams to the storms in our life. And for some, actually, you showed up today, 
and, and there's a game-changing moment, and, and you started off with an end goal in your marriage or in that relationship, and you had a destination, and it was going to the other side, and you had dreams about what the other side looked like and what it's going to be like, and then a storm hit, and five years into your marriage, maybe 10 years into your marriage, you're not looking at or looking forward to getting to the other side. You're just hoping you survive, and for some of that, us, that's your career, isn't it? And you had dreams of where you're at in your career and where you're going to be and what was going to happen and where you're going to go and how fast you're going to climb up the corporate ladder and, and how successful you're going to be. And, and, and maybe you're not even in the industry you originally set out for. And maybe you don't even have a job that you go, I would consider is a real job and a storm hit. And you adjusted your goal. You adjusted your dream. It's no longer to get to the other side. A game changer entered the picture and it's a storm and we hit storms all the time in our lives. And now the new goal is not simply to get to the other side, it's just to survive. And, and then the story picks up here and I, I love where, where, where it goes. It takes this just incredible twist that, that if there is no God, then, then this couldn't have happened. But if there is God, then this is very much in the realm of possibility and certainly the way God would work. It says at the fourth watch, 3 a.m., their new goal, not other side, their new goal is simply survive. They see this figure in the middle of the storm walking on the lake, and they cry out in fear. And, and they believe it's a ghost. They believe, they're terrified. And so Jesus looks at them. That's the figure. I gave it away. There you go. Thank you. Uh, you figured it out. You're in church. The right answer is what? Thank you. Some of you went to Sunday school. Very good. Uh, and Jesus shows up. He's walking. He says, do not be afraid. Take courage. It is I. Now, here's what I love. So another game changer is God shows up. God shows up in the midst of the storm. And isn't it true that God shows up in some of the places we least expect and the timings we don't want, and we just wonder, why couldn't you just get me to the other side? Why couldn't you just let me make it through? Because I had a goal and I had a destination. And out of the 12 that were there, it seems like only Peter understands it. Peter actually gets it because he, he responds this way. And this is incredible. Peter says this. He says, Lord, if it's you, I love, he starts with if. <laughs> not, not like since it's you, because it's you, absolutely it's you. If, if it's you, that's full of confidence, right? He's, he's going like, hey, I, I got this. I'm not sure we're going to die from this, like, you know, like figure on the thing. But if it's actually Jesus. Now, here's, here's what he doesn't say, which is so incredible. What he does say is amazing. But what he doesn't say is what I would have said. Lord, if it's you, would you calm the storm? Lord, if it's you, would you still the waves? Would you stop the rain? If it's you, would you get me to the other side would you fix it? Would you fix this relationship? Would you fix my broken dreams? W would you be the game changer that puts me back on the path that I want to be? It's interesting. He says, Lord, if it's you. And then he says this. It's so interesting. Command me. 
command me to come out on the water with you. And Jesus looks at him and says, come. And for those of us who know the story, I, he, he, I don't know how he did this, and he's in the boat and buffeted by winds and waves, and, and I, I don't know if he just had a death clamp onto the side of the boat and took one leg out and, and just began to go, mm, 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 yeah, hey, well, there you go. It has, you know, before it was very not solid, but now it is very actually solid. Thank you very much. Okay. I don't know how or what happened, but he begins to get over the side of the boat and then he looks at Jesus and he's like, <laughs> you know, adjusted dream, adjusted goal. We went from getting to the other side to just simply surviving. And now Peter had a God-sized goal, God-sized dream. I don't want to just get to the other side. I want to be a water walker. I, I want to walk on water because that's where Jesus is. And he all of a sudden is stepping out where 11 guys did not. And he's walking. And then all of a sudden he looks around him and he realizes, oh, yeah, I should have asked. I should have asked for him to calm the waves because, wow, those are big right now. And the wind and the rain and all of those things. And he looks around and he begins to see that. And he begins to sink. And he cries out, Lord, save me. And Jesus catches his hand, pulls him up. And I just wonder, when Peter looks back on this situation, I just wonder if he ever asked this question. Looking back on that story, and maybe as a, as a, as a you know, he had kids, and he's telling his kids this, he's just telling them the story. I wonder if he ever asked, you know, you know, looking back on that situation, what would I do differently? What would I have changed? You know, I wonder if he just looked at it and felt like, you know, there's so many things I would do differently. I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't have got focused on the wind and the waves. Yeah, I was outside the boat and no one was there with me, but I should have kept my eyes focused on Jesus. I wonder if he asked, you know, hey, I should have said, God, would you calm the storm? Because honestly, this would be a lot easier with calm water instead of choppy water. Here's what I found. I I asked that question a lot. In, in fact, for, uh, for about a year, I asked this question uh, in regards to awakening. What would I change if I could go back and do it all over again? I don't know if you look back on your life and, and wonder, what would I change if I could go back and do it all over again? And, and, uh, and I began to make a list in my journal, in fact, and I just would, what I'd do over, what I'd change if I had to do it all over. And I had this great list, and I thought it was incredibly helpful. And, and it was for a little bit because it helps you kind of not make the same mistakes over again. But really, it's more helpful for other people than yourself because it's them starting out. Only recently, I, I started asking a different question. Not what would I change, but what would I not change? Looking back three years from now, what's the one thing that I would not change? And I, and I guarantee you, if we had Peter sitting with us right here and we asked him, Hey, Pete, remember the boat? Yeah. Remember the storm? Oh, man, it was crazy. Remember when you asked Jesus, if it's you, command. Hey, remember when you sank? Yeah, I remember that. What would you not change? What's the thing that you would go back and you'd do it all over again, over and over and over. I guarantee you this is, would be his response. You say, you know, Ryan, you know, here's what I would not change. I would not change betting it all at the call 
of Jesus. That's the thing I would not change. I would not change risking it all because guess what? There were 11 guys that never got to walk on water, but I got to walk on water. I may have sank, yeah, but I also, in the midst of the storm, got to see God show up. I got to experience him saving me. And for some, you just need to hear this. There is far more to life than avoiding failure. And you're living in a, I got to keep it safe. I can't risk it. I can't do this because if I fail, I'm a failure. No, you're not. Failure is an event, not a person. You are not a failure. That is simply an event. And see, when I look back on the last three years, I got to tell you, uh, you know how kids have the terrible twos and I've had three of them. uh, So I've gone through it three times. Churches, or at least organizations, or at least this church, I felt like had the terrible twos. Man, year two was hard. Year two, we made some big decisions that are the right decisions, but came at a cost. And I wrestled and wondered as I saw people that I love leave when we stopped our evening service. There, there are times just got to be honest, there's times, especially during year two, that I wasn't sure if I was going to survive, if our family was going to survive, if our church was going to survive, if we were going to make it. But here's the game changer. See, you kind of look at it and go, okay, storms are game changers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In presence of God, yeah, Jesus is game changer. But you know what the real game changer here? The real game changer is a guy in a boat who would risk it all at the call of Jesus. That is the game changer. And when I look back three years, the one thing I would not change is for our family, we risked it all. We, we risked it all at the call. And by the way, just so you know, it took us nine months to figure out exactly the call of Jesus. And it took a lot of wise people around us. This isn't just go and just quit your job and move to Africa. There's wisdom and discernment in this. But I, I got to tell you, I guarantee you, Pete's going, hey man, I got a story to share with you. And here's my story. To do what others cannot be done, you have to go where others have not gone. And to do that, you have to risk it all on the very call of Jesus. And I believe for some this morning, this is a game-changing moment for you. Because you've been playing it safe, you've been in the boat, and you've been waiting and hoping that something will change And see, we're used to adjusting our lives to the presence of storms. We're used to adjusting our dreams to the presence of storms. But what would it look like if you began to adjust your life and began to adjust your dreams to the presence of God? See, with storms, we retreat. With storms, we we seek safety and security. With God, we're able to move into the storm because that's where he is and step forward. I want to take just a second and, and talk about what this looks like for us as a church and then apply it personally. Because like I said earlier, I believe this is the call for us as awakening. The call for us as a church is to risk it all. To go, okay, God, if you're real, if it's you, call me and tell you what he's doing in our church and what we're saying. Okay, God, God, we're going to go after it. 
And if we look foolish, we look foolish. If we sink a little bit, and surely we're going to sink along the way. Surely we're going to take our eyes, but you're going to be there to catch us. But at least we get to have the story that we were water walkers with you. I'd rather be a water walker who sank and experienced Jesus than being just sitting in the boat safe. I don't know about you, and I know that's for us as a church. Like I said, we started off with this vision, waking this generation to new life in Jesus. So simple. We're about this generation. What does it look like for us to risk it all, bet it all on the call? We want to move from being a church with missional communities to a church of missional communities. We want every single person in our community to be in a community, growing in the relationship with God, and then actively living out their purpose in this, on this planet. You are placed here for a purpose, and if you're a sideliner, get in the game. Join a missional community and begin to live on purpose. We have a dream that not just have great worship, which I think we have, I, I'm, I can't, Jenny says I can't say this, but I'll say it anyways. I think we have the best band in the world. <laughs> I know, I know, I shouldn't say it. But I want to move from having great worship to being a community of passionate worshipers that live a life of worship 24-7. I mean, we're doing stuff like, hey, we have a prayer team that's engaging. We're having more extended worship times. We, we're creating a prayer section in there, just a sp space to go. Um, we, we're doing, all, um, I'm trying to think, yeah, communion Sundays. We're going to interrupt the flow regularly to have those. Well, here's something. We long to raise up the next generation leader. Here, here's what we believe. We believe the future of the church rests in the hands of the next generation, and we're called to steward that generation. And so as a result, we started something called Protégé. Steve Saccone started this, and churches all around the world consult him on how to do that. And we started it here to raise up the next generation. And we got Protégés here. Would you stand up just so people can see you? Um, anybody? There you go. We got, I think, like seven or eight Protégés. They're committing. This is an intensive. You can sit back down or take a bow, either one. Uh, they're committing to an intensive leadership program because whether they stay here or move around the world, what we know is our influence gets to move beyond just here to wherever they go. We, are, we As a leadership, we said, oh, what would it look like to have 100 college students just this fall? Just this fall. You know what it meant? said, well, we got to help them get here. So we have what we call the adventure bus. And ventures teamed up with us, loaned us their bus, and we call it the adventure bus. I don't know who coined that. Uh, and, and that bus was packed on the way over here. We long, we long just this fall. What it means to bet it all on the call this fall. Now it's Dr. Susie. Um, <laughs> we long to see 50 people step into a new relationship with Jesus this fall because of Awakening Church, and we're going to get after it, and we're going to ask you to join us and step into it with us. This is what we believe for us as a church, what it means to bet it all on the call. And we're just talking about this fall. I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I have never been more excited. I remember three years ago with anticipation and wonder and filled with questions of what this was going to be like, and I was excited. Year three, as we step into year four, I got to tell you, I can't wait to run, and I hope you run with me. I cannot wait to see what God has for us and where he's leading us.
because I want to be a community. I want to be a man. And I think you want to be a man or woman that looks back and doesn't wonder this. What might have been? In, 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 that, in that, you don't want to look back at your life and wonder what might have been. I mean, that's what's at stake if we don't answer this question. What change in your life would be the game changer for your life? What's at stake is the what might have been. Uh, author Greg Lavoie, he calls this, that many of us have this what might have been, the common cold for the soul. What might have been a great bold prayer that you never prayed, an exhilarating risk that you never took, a sacrificial gift you never offered, lives you never touched, the person you couldn't become, the person you could become, but you didn't because you never followed your calling. You never risked stepping out of the boat. If you ask me, when I was my daughter's age, she, she's 10, turns 11, her birthday, we've been asking a lot of birthday gifts. What would be a game-changing birthday gift? It would be this. I don't know if you recognize this. Some of you have never seen this before. But this is God's gift to humanity. This is the Nintendo, original Nintendo system. And... And I loved video games, but was never allowed to have them ever in my house. And I'm seeing a counselor right now for the uh, great heartache that I've had for never being able to have a video game system. So I would go over to friend's house to play video games. I'd go over to play, you know, Mario and Duck Hunt. I'd go over to play Mike Tyson Knockout. Anybody? Come on. And, and the best game of all for those of us that um, are at least with me, Contra. We got any Contra fans? Yeah, dude, thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, yeah, for some of you, you don't know, this is a video game system. When you get the cartridge and you have to blow on it when it doesn't work, you remember that, remember that? Now, one day, I remember at my buddy's house, I was playing Contra, and he's like, you know what I just found out? Like, what? He said, there's this code that if you punch in, you get 30 lives. No way! He's, he's like, yeah, Yahweh. That's how we talked at, at 10. And, and, and he was like, yeah, let's try it. And so we tried it. It didn't work. And then eventually we got someone who actually knew the code. And so we went up, down. What was it? I wrote it down. I totally forgot it. Some of you guys know it. Uh, hey, hang on, hang on. I got it right there. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. Be a start. And you got to do it there. And when you do... Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, be a start. You get 30 lives. It was a game changer. <laughs> and by the way, you could do that, and there's other codes so that you didn't, with Mike Tyson fight, you could go directly and fight Mike Tyson. Amazing. Amazing. I know. I know some of you are envious at this moment. Now, here's what's interesting. Knowing... Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, be a start. Does you no good? 
If it just stays in your head, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, be a start. Well, that's useful information, but it stays simply information. You have to put the game in and at the very beginning go up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, be a start. The minute you do that, you have a new way to play the game. And for some of you, this is your game changer in your life. And this is the reason God brought you here. Is for some, you actually know that you have to risk it all. You have to put it on the line. You actually have to do something. You have to step out of the boat. You have to do up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, be a start. And then until you do that, you'll just keep going through the motions and playing the same game and responding to the same storms the way you always have. But the minute you step over the edge, the minute you let go and you go, you know what, I'm risking it all on Jesus, then the game changes. That is the game changer. And so... And so for you, as we close, what is your up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, start? For some, quite literally, it's diving into a missional community, diving into community. You're like, I don't do community. You can't become who God made you to be outside of that. God designed us to do this together, to sharpen one another, to grow. For some, for some, it's starting to share Jesus. And we just did a whole series on that and where you would begin to step out in a bold way. For some, it's stepping in and serving somewhere and giving of your time. For some, it's, it's going, you know what? I'm going to begin to trust God with my finances. And I'm going to step out of the boat and begin to give away with the first and the best of what he's given me. For some, you're called to lead something and you've been sitting on the side on it freaks you out and he put a passion on your soul. And you're like, I can't, I can't. You're right, you can't, but you have a God who who can. And when you step out, you'll experience the God who can. Thank you. I was hoping for that. I really was. For some, there's a stopping that you actually have to stop. And it might be stop dating him or her because you know you shouldn't. Stepping out of the boat, you don't want to be alone and you know it scares the death out of you. And going, God, I'm going to trust you. I guess that's saying my time's up. And for some, for some, it's stepping into a relationship with Jesus. For some, you have been investigating this, and today's the day of salvation where you'd say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to step out of the boat. I'm going to give my life to Jesus. I'm going to say, I need you. Let me ask you, what's your up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, be a start moment? It is the game changer. Until you enter it, it does you no good. And this moment... Awakening's third birthday could be the moment where you look back and the whole trajectory of your life changed. The whole destination, your whole, you, be, you stopped wanting to get to the other side and you embraced a God-sized dream and vision and goal. You became a water walker. What is it for you? Let me pray. God, thanks for this morning. Thank you for the time to be together. Thank you for the challenge of what you're asking us as a church. And I ask that you would give each person here the wisdom to do or to know what to do and what their next step is and then the courage to do it. No matter how scary, how hard it is. In Jesus' name.
Amen.